hello and welcome to Good Day. <laughs> welcome to Good Day. Well, okay, it's just the music I found that was bumper music and I threw it in there to see what it was like. So what is happening? Um, we've been asked by our kids to do a podcast and so we don't even know the name of the podcast yet. It could be called We've Been Asked by Our Kids to Do a Podcast as far as I, I know. said Ask Mom and Dad. It's already been named by them. They didn't consult us. So Ask Mom and Dad is the name of our podcast and so... We want you to go home and ask your mom and dad some questions, or you could just ask us instead, and we'll pretend to be your mom and dad long enough to answer any questions. So I'm not sure, like I said, how this is going to go. Some ideas that we've um, put out there. Um, I'm, I'm I'm lost for words all of a sudden. It's just been that kind of day. So tell us what we're going to do, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a lot of things that they think we could offer, stuff that are just normal life questions that... Um, they said it would be fun because you guys have been married 30 years and you've had seven kids and you've moved, uh, lived in how many states have we lived in? Five or so. And there's some things we could probably tell the world. May, may or may not be useful information. Some things you may or may not may... want to know. <laughs> right. Um, actually, kind I was of fun talking about it. Trying to figure out the other day how many times we've moved. I mean, in the first year alone, we did quite a bunch. We moved every six months for. About the first five years of our marriage. That's what you're talking about. I'm tired thinking about that. And then, that. after we started having kids, it was about every couple of years there for a little bit. Well, it would have because to be because we had a kid in every house. Every child has their own town. Not everyone <laughs> has their own state. There's a couple of them share states. So basically, that boils down to the fact that so you know we moved at least seven in. times, at least. <laughs> and that doesn't. So we just didn't know where we we were we were a nomadic people when yeah, we first exactly. married. Then, but fortunately, we, we everywhere like Abraham and Sarah. Yeah, Abraham we and Sarah. We wanted like we wanted to live the Bible in our own lives, and so we went from place to place and looked out over like the place. And Abraham and Sarah a little too much. Abraham and Sarah. Or maybe a little you too wanted to be Paul. I don't know. Well, we wanted to be missionaries, so that works. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we are. Aren't we? I mean, we've so we've lived in what states? We've lived in. I grew up in Georgia. You American grew up in. Missionaries, mom. That's right. <laughs> I grew up in Missouri. We met in Iowa. Got married in Georgia. Wow, we're already confused. Right. When you break it down like that. Moved immediately to Texas. But these things were important. Were we went to Texas so I could go to grad school. It's not like we just were like, oh, let's move somewhere else. I mean, it's all purposeful. <laughs> Moving's fun. But that's what the question was that was asked us the other day was, you know, what's it like to move to a new city? We were When we were talking about asking us questions, we were um, out of nowhere, someone sitting in the living room. Well, not out of nowhere. Someone sitting in our living room just said, well, hey, I got a question. She's a young one who's never moved anywhere I mean out of her hometown so it was surprising like what is it like to move or to take on new you know states new completely new territory to move all of your kids and all your belongings or whatever and I was like actually there's quite a lot that includes in that and every one of our moves were a little bit different every one of them had a different reason a purpose but that's a really good question when you think about it I mean is what is it like to move is one thing, but I think that there's there's what motivates us to move, or do we desire to move? Do you have to be a person like who's adventurous? And it's like, ooh, I want to be an adventure. Because, I mean, right. you and I have both kind of been, why would yeah, anyone want to ever stay in one town their right. entire lives? 
Yeah, we get bored. <laughs> we get also really bad at cleaning. So moving is a great excuse to clean up and <laughs> clean out. Isn't and that the truth? Get rid of and... <laughs> also find out how many things you can actually not get rid of and move to the next place. Well, you know. We're also really good at bringing our but, family with us. We, we also did load up our kids with us every time we went somewhere, which is important. That's true. We took them <laughs> We only lost this them once trip, or twice. This trip, we only so. took five, but they still all somehow, somehow they got kept here. Yeah, before, yeah, literally, <laughs> bring I mean, them, but they brought we had themselves. a couple that were already out of the house, and we moved up here with the rest of them. So that was five kids that came with, plus a friend who moved with us. Right. And then, slowly but surely, both of those kids managed to move back here, and one under government contract, because, I mean, Josiah was in the Navy, and they mm-hmm. managed to station him here, which is like, oh, for some reason, we need to have them all back again. Talk about empty nest problems. Including the ones who were with us a short time in high school. I mean, Catherine, who lived with us a short time in high school and then moved, they also ended up back up here, too. So it must be the thing we taught, or maybe it's just a fun thing about being a family. I think some of it is that when you live the way we do, which, like you said, you have to be a little bit of an adventurous spirit, but you also have to be called by God to be ready to go and do. And when you live the way we do, that's what your mindset is. So if it's time to move, then you take whatever comes your way with that move. And so some of our moves were harder than others. Some of them were easy and we had all kinds of people around us helping us then there were other times where it felt a little less um like a group that were helping us more but there was one particular move I remember that I felt alone but I because of that God gave me a lot of grace to get things organized and I felt a lot more like that move was one of our better moves as far as things paring down being organized when we moved from Iowa back down to um, Texas the last time. <laughs> the move we hated the most. And well, it was hard uh, job-wise, but it was, like I said, I, God's grace is, has been involved in one way or another each time, knowing, and we're knowing we were being obedient for one reason or another, and each one really completely different than the next or the one before, which is mm-hmm. is interesting because that that is a whole, I don't know, there's a whole... Uh, series probably in this discussion alone because way back from the beginning when I moved to Georgia to be with you at school it was me coming home knowing that I had believed God had told me to marry you and knowing quickly that God had also set in motion for me to get an associate's degree from my four-year university which wasn't a normal thing but God had put that in my heart before I left even for Iowa to go to missions that I should do that, and that ended up being an easier transition than to transfer my credits to um, Mercer University for the one semester that I ended up going, but before we get married. So that particular uh, move even felt very orchestrated by God and, and very pre, um, what would be the word, you know, where he had pre-qualified, where he had done some of the work beforehand. That's not the word I'm looking for, but. Probably so, I mean, way, he, oh maybe. yeah, he has always done that. In every way, but in different ways. Sure. So that particular one felt like before I even went to Iowa, he had gotten me prepared to go and move to Macon, Georgia, and eventually to get married. And then when we moved to Texas and had to move away from your dad when he got sick, you know, that still was, 
organized, ordered by God in the sense that we were on our own and independent, but you still needed his blessing. So you were able to go back, but not have to live near. You know, there's some just really neat things I think that God did in that time. And even just when we lived in Macon um, for that short first few times, we moved, what, three or four times there, finding the right apartment, finding, you know, good, and we had some good situations and good working environments. But every bit of, I guess, going all the way back there, what I'm saying is every move has had a purpose or a reason, but it's not all been anywhere close to the same scenario each time. So I think that's interesting. But yeah, we'd have to count up how many it's times a lot of we've moves. moved. It's a lot of moves. Yep, it is. <laughs> We've had a lot of different addresses. So sorry for those who've tried to keep up with us. Christmas cards, we don't get them I know, anymore. we don't. <laughs> we get about four or five of the sweet, faithful ones who've hung in there and continue to try to chase us down. So what comes to my mind is, um, it's true with Abraham and Sarah. The Bible says really clearly that they took off not knowing where they were going, but that God had called. I think each one of our moves, God's given us at least a little bit more headway than they had. Except he knew they they knew they were going toward a promised um, future with God and in a promised land of sorts. At, you know, not at the very beginning, but they knew, or I'm, I mean, they didn't know what that would look like. But they knew it was a promise of God that they he would provide for them, he would lead them. So I think each time we've moved, it's been because God has said, I'm going to provide for you, I'm not, but here's some things you're going to, need to encounter first or do first or whatever and for each different reasons like like I said we moved to seminary that was the distinct purpose we went there to finish your schooling when we moved back to Iowa we thought we were um, going to be doing our first assignment kind of um, thought you'd be finishing your communications yeah. degree and that didn't work out like the way we thought but we got some valid experience and was able to pull from what we had done as missionaries up there already so that was a good time even though we only stayed there a couple of years then moving back to Texas to finish up your seminary and do what needed to be done and there and then taking the assignment of city all these different pieces have had their reasons they've just been um, directed by God for different reasons I guess is what I keep saying and then because of that each circumstance each move was its own unique bear I guess yeah. it's own unique well yeah I, I, um, I was thinking we'd, uh, being on the move is something that uh, you mentioned earlier is you know, being on the ready for when we have to go when God tells us to do something I think the biggest thing that's interesting to me has been you know that's been the constant mantra of my uh, my own family when are you going to move back home you know when are you get close to us <laughs> and uh it's and my, my answer has always been the same i i don't want to um necessarily be estranged or far go, from them right. i mean you but know but when god says go that way yeah we're we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be impacting people that we're supposed to impact I, my study today in the scripture um was in mark somewhere Chapter 7, I think. Um, well, it was in Mark where it says, you know, the, the tried and true verse, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the context is is where you have the um, the, the Pharisees, uh, or actually one of the scribes asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? But he doesn't start with that. And, I, and I, this is what stood out to me. He says, he starts with the greatest commandment is, here, Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, 
and strength. And you shall love your neighbor. And the second, he doesn't seem to say the second. In Mark, he just says, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And the scribe says, you've answered well. And then repeats it back to him. And Jesus says, you're close to the kingdom of heaven. And, and I'm thinking to myself today, you know, it's, it's important to realize that, you know, here's Jesus who claims to be God. And I'm, I realize this is kind of off topic, but let's see if I can bring it home. Um, but he's affirming the oneness of God at the same time. So there's a real strong statement there of, you know, Jesus is affirming. And, and there was people that were, you know, accusing him already at this point of, of being a, you know, blasphemer. So he affirms that truth. But I think it's interesting to understand that, that, that the first thing that we're told is understand and recognize first that God is one. And we are to devote ourselves to love our to love him with everything that we are when we think of love we think of affection and that's surely a part of that um, the word agapeo there that's used is um, is, an, is not an unmerited love it's just it's a complete love a complete it's not a sexual love it's not a, a friendly love it's it's a it's a to take enjoyment in him love and I think that that's the key because for both you and I when we were um, when we were young and called, you were much younger than I was. I was in I was in high school, um, post almost high school, and you were just a child. But when we felt that connection with God for the first time in our lives, and it became real to us, that began to seed in us and form in us, and that became our first true devotion. And so, when for me when I was young, um, I began the process of learning to interact with God, uh, interact with Christ, and and through various ways, you know, from church to quiet times to, you know, and I didn't even really get into quiet times too much until I was uh, almost 20. Um, and, and for me, quiet times, journaling and, and having that discipline. Like I think you were, were you journaling much younger than that or no? I don't know. Right at 16. 16. So you were a few years, you're, or give, you, give or take three. She's three years older than I'm in the journaling department. <laughs> um, but uh, good for you. This bump, you're awesome. Um, so the... Uh, it's a true marital. Thirty years. This is the best. This is the best intimacy we can come up with. Um, anyway, uh, it'll be a full thirty years too, in just about ten oh, days. It, yeah, eleven days. Anyway, so um, anyway, uh, the the thing that I'm I come bringing it back, bring it back around, is that beginning to show a devotion, a dedication to God, um, laid the foundation for. When God spoke, that devotion carried us to whatever He speaks us right. has spoken into us, and so we are moving to the next thing mm -hmm. because God has told us to. I think what's interesting is we've never not thought we would go. I think of one of our first um, uh, things we had in common was an artist named Keith Green, who has a song Jesus, Jesus commands us to go. Yeah, and both of us on our own had heard that call we had had that moment and when we came together and went "Ooh, wow that's interesting that we both would find that in common that was a god moment that was an abraham said you know listen to god and obeyed him kind of thing so yeah exactly i think that we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone and done what we had gone and done and been willing to and and whatever and literally every few minutes it almost feels like if you look back at it if we hadn't already thought that's what we would be doing because yeah. God had said to us 
We did. We didn't know that I'm it would be us, but we knew that we'd be going. I mean, the, yeah. the us part came because I mean that's a whole other story. Because for you going was <laughs> a lot further than I thought it was going to be, and I I still maintain that I was open to anything. Um, but that's another another story. Another, well, another piece of that is Jesus said, "Follow me." So it doesn't sound like the job of a Christian is to sit still, really. Anyway, yeah, he's that going. Looks Jesus different. is going. Yeah, it looks different to different people and in different lives. It's gonna the follow part is gonna look different. But for us, it was literally, we're gonna go where you tell us to. We're gonna follow you wherever you've said the next place of you know your work in our lives. And in other words, that we can be used is gonna be okay. So no, I but so let's just let's distill this to a point or two. Um, so one. Uh-huh. Distill. I'm sorry. I'm trying to just. I, know, you... I say stupid things. Um, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to say if you're going to give somebody a takeaway from what does uh, it mean to I be moving. Think... The first one is is to is for me is that foundation of knowing that you're called to go because you. That's what you were alluding to is we're called to go. Well, somewhere. first you're called, like you said. Yeah. First, first your first love yeah. is, is settled, and so no matter what comes next, that's what decides what you do next. Yeah. Right. right, and so then, then when you go, it's the the question of how do you deal with going. When you go, the first thing you have on that place is God has put me here. Therefore, there's a peace that comes with that. Is what I'm trying to say. So no matter where it is, whether it's to Missouri or to Texas or to Afghanistan. So my you know my scriptural reading yesterday. Well, today was X two, but X was X one. And obviously Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses and you're going to go into these different places. And from our understanding, you know, there's there's the city, there's the region, there's the, the county or whatever. And there's the state then there's the country and then there's the foreign places. So Jesus made it clear wherever you go, whatever you do, you're going to be my witnesses. So from my perspective, like you just said, first is to know that that's your first calling, your first love. You're gonna you're gonna listen to his voice first, and mm-hmm. then second, obedience means as soon as God stirs your heart and, and um, says in in not audible terms, but in a real heart wrenching, obvious scriptural leading, I want you to go do this. It could even be circumstantial, but it's all there's all several things going on that let you know God said do this. Then your obedience uh, obedience to Him means taking that step so for us it was physical moves it's not always physical moves it's maybe something in your day-to-day life but it's the same principle right of going of doing as he calls you because he's your first love he's your first desire he's the one you're being obedient to (laughs) no matter where you go as long as when you get there um or wherever it is i mean uh God's the choice, you know. If if that's what you're following, if He's who you're following, then everything's going to be okay. Um, then everything else is going to be um, supplicitous, or what's, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's just it's just the details, mm-hmm. because it's the seek you first, and yeah. All the rest well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The other one was um, was in this world you will have many troubles, but take heart, mm-hmm. I've overcome this world. You know, when Jesus talks about the fact that you're going to have a lot of crap in the world to deal with. Um, I, if anything has given us a sense of place and a sense of peace is we just realize that the details that the devil's in the details is actually mm-hmm. kind of funny when you think about it that way because because if you hover down uh, and worry about that then if you, you stay there yeah. you spend all the time worrying about the devil um, <laughs> the, or the details so for us we've now are there things that I could say that should be done differently um, yeah I'm definitely um, 
kind of the guy who sometimes has uh, sowed the wind and reaped the whirlwind. I jump in trusting God in all things, and as I'm getting older, um, I'm going, yeah, I needed to trust God, but also be more involved in letting him give me some details along the way. Um, because, I mean, how many times you've wanted to make checklists, and you, you talked about the move to, to um, Arizona. Um, it was a little easier so. for you because you had some more control over that move, it seems. I don't know why it was felt more, more organized, but it to, did. To Arizona? No, that's not what I meant. The, um, it was the one from Iowa to Texas. Though. Iowa to Texas. Um, no, I think, what it, I think what you do, though, is you learn. So you're looking back and you're learning that, that that would have been valuable. It would have been helpful to have details. It would have been helpful to know for you to have stretched and grown a little and seen that I needed some of that. But now I look back and I see go ahead, that, to you. that I needed to learn Tap to trust mom. him as we go and to, to do the things that were necessary were good and, and they were, I was at that point needing more structure or whatever. But I see now that I grew to depend on and be able to be more relaxed at not knowing those details. I guess what I'm trying to say is you grow, you look back and you grow and you see the things you grew in. So even though, yeah, we've got lots we could have done better or differently, and we definitely should have probably realized that, maybe even a bunch of moves before. But I just think, I think part of being willing to do that, being that adventurous, a little bit of what Paul probably had to deal with because he moved everywhere and did everything, seems like, was that he learned he had to kind of go with the flow, like he said, to be content in all things and in all kinds of circumstances because you can't know these things and the details aren't always going to be clear. And God does not give us those, I don't think, all the time. He gives us what we need and we trust him for the rest. And whoever we are determines that sometimes, I think, because some people need different things than others. But I think... I think for me, I, I learned along the way, first of all, to depend on God and his people and how thankful I am that they were there. I, I would not have made it through half of those moves had it not been for his people and his um, church family. And you know who you are. <laughs> meant so much to me and really, really held my arms up, kind of like Aaron and her did for Moses at times. But there are other times where it was lonely and alone with kids and going a little bit nuts and I would call my mom and just know that somebody was praying so sometimes you know there's all kinds of different circumstances I think that God just teaches us because he loves us that much to teach us what we need to know and yet how to trust him which is vague and non-specific but particular for each one you know particularly yeah, loves sure. me so he teaches me how to love him and he particularly loves you so he teaches you how to trust him you know so those are the things i think you learn through those moves for sure goodness we could talk about details for each one of those maybe maybe next time on the greg and tanya weird ask mom and dad thing <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound right <laughs> weird ask mom and dad thing Greg and Tanya's weird ask mom and dad thing <laughs> ask mom that's and dad thing that's what it sounded like <laughs> I was like okay and the first one out of the bag it's not what you said it's what I heard and that's what <laughs> <laughs> and probably what someone else would have heard any 13 year old listening would have yeah, picked that exactly. up exactly <laughs> so yeah what can we say I don't know if I'll edit that out or not. It's just kind of funny. Um, well, another thing about it is we're not perfect. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we have a new video. Um, 
so yeah, um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this. I mean, we did. We're, we've been sitting here talking for about forty minutes, which is not too bad for so never doing it. And the sun's gone down, and the lighting is actually 30, not too bad. Thirty minutes is a good goal, anyway. Right? Yeah, I think we we can shoot for thirty and try not to go over an hour. I think I think it'll be easier for us. To, I think it'll be easy for us to hit an hour. Um, it, once we have it, when we have it a little more thought out and a little more organized. I mean, this has been random with a few interruptions um, along the way. Mm -hmm. We obviously need to teach some videography to my um, engineer um, for the video side of things and some focus and attention for, you know, we trade one engineer out for the other and both of them have phones. To pay him a little, um, and good education and discipline. He's my son, does what he's told, maybe. Um, anyway, I can't think of anything else we need to say. What was, oh, so... Yeah, what we're going to do with this, Tanya, is we're going to post this on our church's webpage because I don't have my own blog yet. We may set up our own blog somewhere in there, but for now it'll be on illuminateolympia.org under the blogs. And then I will put this onto iTunes podcasts, and then people can audio it that way. And then we can upload it also to YouTube and begin to creepy cat, creep, create a catalog. <laughs> creepy, creepy cat? Yeah, creepy catalog. Awesome. Create a catalog of videos there. Um, and then hopefully teach some folks to get in, in excited and enjoy about maybe build some people who want to <laughs> follow us. Mm -hmm. Follow well, us. Well, the biggest thing is if anyone has any questions, find out a way to. Get yeah, answers. drop them in the drop them in the in the YouTube thing and just drop it in the comments in the YouTube. Okay. In the um in the YouTube, the other thing you could do is email me at Greg at illuminateolympia org. That's Greg at I L L U M I N A T E L L Y M P I A dot O R G. There That's a go. lot of letters. That's a lot of letters. We have um, we've been married thirty years. We brought up seven kids with an eighth that came to live with us. We've homeschooled them all up to a certain place. We've home birthed at least six of them. You've home birthed at least six Some of them. Some things that we might could share if I've you're been, interested I've been and we've moved about a hundred times them. so there you go it's a good estimate. I was there for them but you and we've lived in them. how many states we said five so we've lived in well if we count the ones we grew up in Georgia Missouri North Carolina for me because I grew up in two yeah, states right Texas um Arizona Iowa Washington now we were Wisconsin. in Iowa we were in Wisconsin um those are the ones we've lived in right I think so. I can't think of anything else so. we've lived in. We've driven through a bunch more. Yeah, we've well, we've covered the United States with the exception the of Maine and um, New Hampshire. Well, I've heard we're not area. missing anything out there. That's the only thing I think. The Literally, we've live. taken the I've taken the online test, and that's the only. Thing <laughs> You've taken the online test. I've even been I've to Maryland and Pennsylvania test. and all that. So, well, yeah, there was a online yeah, cover the states thing. I don't know. Cool. Maybe we can do some other stuff. I can get to Alaska. We'll yet figure either. this out. I don't or know Hawaii. what to do. I, I don't know if you Hawaii. noticed. I found a use for an iPad first generation. Cool. It's a clock. That's pretty much like all it. it can do. <laughs> and so, all right. Well, that's um, an ending, and I guess we'll call it quits at that point in time. <laughs> Tanya, thank you See for you coming in for the interview, and now we have to go back. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I should say something like, gosh, after our thinking about our lives, I gotta go take a nap. <laughs> <coughs> we can choose a Micaiah. It could be kind of entertaining, right? We could be entertaining. <laughs> and Did you hear your dad? Uh, Did you hear your dad 